This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum and the Ten Society. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good evening, man. man how you doing tonight? I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm sentimental. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot going on, dude. This has been uh, a really uh, really powerful year, you know, and we're, uh, yeah, we're leaving our, our dusty old pipe shop this week. And uh, we're, we're, we're moving on to uh, to other digs, but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling it, dude. Yeah, you know, part of me yeah. wants to play the whole, you know, moving on up, but oh no, yeah, yeah. We I mean, that's wanna, we save that because no, that's not this and, and that'll have its place, yeah, and exactly. we're excited about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, yeah, yeah, things are things are good, man. It's been a busy summer, you know. Summer uh, is in full gear, which means uh, it feels like we're living on the surface of the of the uh, of dude. the sun, the dude. sun. And so uh, yeah, you know, things are things are are crazy around here, but they're they're going going well. Yeah, it's funny, typically this time of year we always talk about it slows down uh because it's just so doggone hot people don't smoke inside anymore they smoke outside and so when it's pleasant outside to right. smoke then people smoke more uh the pipe or cigar or whatever and so uh you know this time of year we tend to take a little hit but you know for whatever reason it's been really really strong it's been really strong so we're you know we're incredibly thankful you yeah know? man you yeah. know it's, it's been good it is interesting. i was thinking about actually earlier today uh, my wife and i were enjoying a little uh, uh a uh, brief respite uh, away from the children on the uh, on the por- on the front porch, and just enjoying just the uh, the the extreme heat uh, mixed with the uh, the light rain that we got and just the humidity. And I was thinking, man, you know, like people play pay big money to get this kind of like spa Boy, treatment. Boy, do that, yeah. You know what I mean? I know, like, right? Like we're <laughs> we're born and raised in it, man. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's so funny. I was talking to someone today. They were like, said, "Well, my wife's not from Mississippi." I, they said, "Well, where's she from?" I said, "Arizona." And she, they were like, "Well, she must hate this kind of weather." And I'm like. She loves it. Like yeah. she, she's the one that loves it. We're the ones that are just miserable, <laughs> and we're we're used to it, right? We were born in the middle of the swamp. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it, it's it's awful. It's it's definitely an experience. <laughs> but uh, speaking of experience, man, so a uh, lot of lot of things going on. We got to give a major shout out, man. Like this is this is really cool. I saw this kind of come through the other day. Um, shout out to Ryan Phillips. Now Ryan Phillips, uh, who is listening right now, Dude, lo- longtime listener, supporter of the show, longtime listener, yeah. special supporter of the show. He was actually our fifth ever Country Squire Radio Pipe Club International Pipe Club member. He's uh, the fifth uh, person to sign up, and uh, I know this because whenever anybody signs up to uh, become a member of the, uh, the yeah. Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club, yeah, they're assigned a serial number. Now it's not that we're trying to like number everybody per se it's just it's just kind of one of those things to let you know that like there's a unique factor to when you sign up uh russ hicks for example very proud of the fact that, yeah like, number one baby well i don't think we got the words out of our mouth and he was already <laughs> he was already on <laughs> well like right behind russ man we're we're kind of this initial wave and of the the very night that we announced the international pipe club of people that joined and among those members was ryan phillips well ryan phillips originally joined at the pilgrim level uh this last past week he has actually upped his membership to to, uh, join us at the Squire level, dude. So Ryan, he he he's bumping it up, man, from Pilgrim to Squire. Yes, sir. Well, that's great. Yes, sir. That's great, Ryan. Thank you so much, brother. Absolutely. That's and, awesome. And and if you're paying attention, yes. I did pronounce his name correctly, and if you, upgrade, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you get like a double shout out, you oh, know what good. I mean? Like, yeah. that's when it's on me. At that point, yeah, you got to do it right, right? Or, or maybe he he might have actually changed his membership for the sole purpose of me mispronouncing, just his to name. try it because he, yeah, Ryan, Ryan, let us know, Felipe. 
<laughs> Man, uh, beyond that, we've got uh, some great things going on locally. Of course, this last past uh, week, we, uh, we we took to Twitter as the uh, Squire selected the, the final shindig. That's right. Uh, or the last shindig. I, did we ever decide what that was called? I think it was the last shindig. The last shindig. Yeah, yeah. Uh, went went uh, this last past weekend, went to Twitter, actually took a couple of videos while I was here uh, with my did iPhone. Did you get any photos of that? I did not get some photos. No, yeah. I, I think I actually, you got some video though. I definitely got some yeah. video. I did a yeah. kind of um, uh, what do you got? Panoramic, panoramic kind of thing. Yeah, yeah and got a chance yeah. to see everybody. You know, it's always interesting. Uh, this shop is so small, and it gets so crazy whenever we've got uh, you know big events up here. And um, you know, it's hard when you're in the middle of it all to to stop and just mm. take pictures. You know, just to take a couple of photos. So I'm always on the other side of these events, invariably, you know, asking around like, "Did you get any photos? Because I didn't get any photos. Did you get any photos? You know, absolutely. <laughs> it was a great time man golly we had a had a lot of fun uh just a bunch of old friends stopped by people telling stories and uh man just you know kind of loving on the old shop and uh it was, it was great man our uh, our dear friend uh kim kim owen who uh you know daughter of the uh the reeves family who started the shop she was here and uh it was just a really really precious time yeah well, and it, so, it was great and so that's the thing right like this last past weekend was this kind of big special event for uh for kind of the local community because the squire has been such a a stable here in jackson mississippi and in kind of the central mississippi area you know not not just those here in the capital city but those in the surrounding areas will travel outside of their way to to make this place a, a very special respite or, yeah. or you know just coming to get you know th- get that ham blended tobacco as opposed to the tens and even just coming to get the tens from the local retailer yeah. Uh, yeah and so it's it's been like the stable in a lot of people's lives and it was a great chance for the local com- the local community to come together and before this big change celebrate what has been and so tonight that's kind of what this episode is this is kind of a uh, you know it in a similar vein to some of our big milestone episodes, like our 100th or 200th episode, where we kind of, kind of almost take one for us. We're doing that tonight, but we're not necessarily taking one for us. We're, we're kind of taking one for the Squire. Because, of course, yeah. this yeah. podcast would not exist if not for this shop. And the shop would not exist if not for the people that made it what it is today. Yeah, it really is an institution, you know, and we... Um, you know, we, we are having so much fun here and we have such a great time with what we do and, uh, the incredible, you know, atmosphere that's, that's here and the spirit around us. But, um, you know, all that, all that was very haphazard in, in some ways intentional, but also we stand on the shoulders of a lot of people, right? A lot of different experiences. And so we just want to kind of take the, take a look back and say like, man, what is, uh, what is this place we love? You know, what, what is this place we know and, um, you know, ha- have come to have great affection for? And yes, yeah, so we thought we thought we'd just tell a little story about the country squire. Well, Matt, like, so yeah. it's, it's kind of pull up a chair and let's let's have story yeah. time. Well, with you know, it's, it's, it's fun. I thought we'd drink a little champagne tonight. Mm-hmm. That just and I've already sense. spilled it. You've already spilled. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't be country squire radio if you wouldn't spilled it's it. My last, this is my last spill. It, in, in the old shop. Well, you got you got a few more days left. Well, yeah. You know? <laughs> and on, on, on and the, the episode the episode's only like five minutes in, yeah, so that's, that's right. great. Right. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> it's a good thing it's cheap champagne. Um, yeah, so, you know, drinking a little champagne tonight. I've got, uh, I'm actually smoking uh, one of Mr. Reeves' pipes. Wow. Uh, Jim Reeves was the founder of this shop uh, back in, in 1970, and, uh, and this was one of his favorite pipes. It's a Sheraton. I've spoken about it on the show before. It's a Lane Era. Uh, executive, uh, I've been offered a lot of money for this pipe, and uh, and have not bitten because it's uh it's very important. But smoking his favorite blend out of this pipe actually, which is Cornishman, it's one of our uh, house blends that we've made here at the shop for uh, for gosh almost almost. 
50 years. I mean, we, that blend is just really, uh, really time honored and uh, and popular. And uh, and you know, so we, we just thought we'd uh, you know kind of reminisce a little bit and uh, and enjoy that. Uh, some other little knickknacks here we've got. Uh, I thought were kind of fun. Uh, this is actually uh, the first. Oh, wow. This is a this is an old. Uh, if you're watching live, this is a uh, a deposit book, a bank deposit booklet. <laughs> Um, and this is the first deposit slip that the Country Squire ever deposited. Wow. So the first deposit the Country Squire ever made uh, was on uh, August 13th of 1970 for the amount. It was a big day. It was a big day. It was the amount of $76.12. Hey. And that day they had $25 in cash, currency, and they had checks, uh, four checks, uh, from the last names of people Moore, Hudson, Smith, and, uh, and get this, Cole. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not. So, uh, yeah, that's spelled kinda, the same way. Kinda, everything. Yeah, same. This spelled the same way. So, uh, anyway, that's that's kind of neat. This is a first first. <laughs> Mama Cole making a long trip. Uh, I know, right? Yeah, right no, yeah, that's it. That's it. from Texas. Uh, yeah, kind of cool. So this this is the first uh, first day's revenue we ever ever took in here mm-hmm. uh, at the Squire. Pretty pretty special, but. You know, just little things like that that have, uh, you know, been a part of uh, going through the shop stuff and, you know, taking stock and thinking about, okay, we're going to move this stuff next door, where we're going to put it all, and, and stumbling upon these little memories. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. been it's been fun. So, um, yeah, just to, you know, we, of course, we talk a lot about our, our little pipe shop uh, here quite a bit, uh, you know, on the show. Obviously, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's named after... Uh, our show is named after this institution that we love, and um, but we are going to recap a little bit. Uh, founded in 1970, Jim and Gwen Reeves, they uh, they were uh, just a, a wonderful couple. I actually never had the chance to meet uh, Mr. Reeves, but but Gwen, uh, of course, hired me many many years later. Jim in the late se- the late 60s, he actually was laid off. You know, Jim was a uh, he was a frigid air. Uh, refrigerator salesman, okay? Like, that. that's back when that was a thing, okay? That seems like such a classic thing, too. You know, like the Maytag guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, that That was him, but for, like, for like you know, Frigidaire, right? Wow, I mean, it's yeah. just amazing to me. Like, you know, you had the guy, and he went around selling refrigerators and, you know, stoves or washing machines or whatever. And <laughs> um, and, and so they, uh, they, there was a plant here in Mississippi. Uh, they had some layoffs. You know, you got to think about what was going on in the time, 70s and uh, oil crisis and just, you know... All Vietnam War and um, anyway, it was it, the economy here and locally in Mississippi kind of kind of suffered and and so they laid off and uh, you know the, Jim was this larger than life character right he had this sweet uh, you know little uh, dainty uh, sophisticated Southern wife and he was this big burly storyteller right he was <laughs> the you know the, just the one that always uh, you know kind of commanded the the crowd when when folks were around and um, and and so you know in Jackson at the time you know you had this um, you know this part. Uh, in Jackson, where he's got a sleepy, conservative little southern town, you know, and uh, Jim had been a pipe smoker for years and years, and um, and, and it, it was one of those things. He was like, you know, well, maybe maybe we could do this. I mean, at the time, they he, they had kind of heard of uh, premium smoke shops popping up in other parts of the southeast. That kind of trend was finally starting to make its way to the south. And you know, Bo, the only time, the only place in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, that you could buy. A pipe, uh, uh, like a premium briar pipe, okay? Not a Dr. Graybo, not a K. Woody, a right. premium briar pipe. The only place you could buy uh, that in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. Walgreens. 
JC Penney's. Really? <laughs> oh, close. Isn't that amazing? Wow, JC Penney's. And, and McRae's, our old uh, our, our old department store. Yeah. Remember McRae's, which which <laughs> eventually was bought out by Belk. Uh, th- those were the kind of places that you had to go to buy a uh, a premium briar pipe. What did that even look like? Isn't that wild? Like, I'm just I'm thinking like a yeah. glass display, the kind of way they do cologne and such. Or yeah, something like exactly. That. You you huh. got to think it'd be in the gift section, maybe by the wallets or I mean I don't, I don't know. You know? I mean sense, it's, yeah. it's just so fascinating. But huh. that's the kind of uh, you know probably next. To a really uh, fine, you know, display and selection of crystal ashtrays and things like this. It's just a different time, right? When you could smoke in the grocery store shopping for, you know, lettuce. The <laughs> man just, that would take on J.C. Penney's. I, I, I know, right? Oh yeah. man, Jim Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> so, it. so uh, you know, they were again. We we've told the story a few times. They were unsure, right, that this kind of uh, smoke shop would take off in a sleepy, uh, you know, conservative southern town. And uh, of course, smoking back then was, you know, not as you know much of a faux pas or whatever is it is oh, today. Oh, totally different market. It's a different market. But yeah. then even even then, you still had the more conservative elements that were like, well, smoking, I don't know, that's still, uh, you know. <laughs> At the end of the day, we are right. Baptist country and no, have been that's for right. a very long time. And, 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 and what's interesting are the Reeves, uh, you know, of course, they were they were dyed in the wool Southern Baptists. I mean, mm-hmm. these were folks that were uh, members at First Baptist Jackson until uh, until both of them passed away. And wow. so it was it was interesting. Wow. They were kind of putting their feet in the water here in this, uh, you know, you, you know this, this market. They were like, well, we we don't know about this and so um it, it, unsure about how this would go they actually went and shadowed uh this is this is pretty cool um they went to memphis uh in 19 early 1970 and they shadowed with a guy named elliot abel now elliot was the owner of a shop that we've mentioned before on the show called tobacco corner really tobacco corner opened in 1969 in memphis tennessee back in the in the late 60s uh, 70s uh, tobacco Corner was, uh, you know, just this vibrant hub uh, of premium tobacco here in the southeast, and they they had gotten started right before the Squire did, and um, and so the Reeves they they wanted to see if this could, you know, be something that, that they could get into, and so they actually went to Memphis and stayed for a week and and shadowed with with Elliot and his family, and you know, just to kind of see how the uh, how the market worked, if this is something they could see themselves doing on a daily basis, if they could get their kids involved, and uh, you know what what the just what the mechanics of running a premium tobacconist you know looked like, right? And so they went up there and uh, and shadowed under Elliot, who was kind enough to kind of take the Reeves in and uh, and do that. Uh, it, it, interestingly enough, we mentioned recently that Tobacco Corner actually closed, right? And so Very recently, yeah. Uh, yeah, just a just a month ago or so, they they had their last day. Um, and, and I don't know if we mentioned this on the show or not at the time, but um, Nina and I, uh, my wife, we actually went to Memphis to to kind of, uh, you know, help them uh, you know, we, we went there on their last day of business and we kind of uh, talked with some of the guys and, uh, you know, just got some memories of their old shop and that kind of thing. It was a really special uh, time. And it was cool for me to be able to kind of communicate to them that, you know, their shop was kind of the, you know, kind of part of the genesis of our shop, right? And, Man, and that is crazy. Isn't that really interesting? Well, because, you know, I've mentioned before that, you know, I, I, I used to live in Memphis for a short amount of time. The first time I picked up a pipe was in Memphis at a shop that is no longer open. I won't mention the name, uh, right. but it has also recently closed. Right. And it, I had a terrible experience there. And it was right. because of the amazing experience of the Country Squire that I actually got back into pipe smoke. Yeah. No, that's it. Interesting. And, and it's just, it's funny how that works. Yeah. It's a, it's really, 
really fascinating the tight knit you know community that uh, that the pipe world has had for literally decades. You know, uh, funny side story. So we went up there that day. Um, that, that was Tobacco Corner's last day. This is what a month ago or so. And uh, interestingly enough, I haven't told this to anybody on the air yet. But um, and, and I don't know if I've mentioned it to you either, Bo. But uh, as kind of a nice memorial to Tobacco Corner and how they helped our shop open uh, 48 years ago, we actually bought their their uh, their Indian. Oh wow! We have their tobacco Indian. Yeah, so this is kind of the, the <laughs> like they're like they're si- they're six like, foot tall Native American yeah. like you know holding um holding a bundle of cigars like you know proudly proclaiming that this is a tobacco shop. Where, and, where? Uh, uh, it, it, so so this this uh, six foot tall wooden Indian <laughs> uh, is as my wife rolls her eyes uh, is is actually in our guest bedroom right now and. Uh, it, <laughs> And, and and we're we're thrilled we're thrilled as much as we're going to miss our shop we are thrilled to get into our new location yeah uh, so that we can I bring have a feeling our, that one member of your family is particularly thrilled to we get can, that out we of the can house bring that precious we location. can bring that precious Indian uh, up here to the country squire and and have it proudly displayed so uh, that's, that's so exciting. it's kind of yeah. cool you know we're gonna we'll have a a, a large uh, kind of honor to uh, to that shop up that's there awesome. and of course now it'll become a part of our story mm. as well so uh, any anyway so uh, you know they went up there and. Uh, you know th- that was incredibly helpful, and uh, and so they they decided to go for it. You know they again uh, we've talked about why the name the country squire, right? We um, have mentioned that you know uh, several times. Just the idea that well they weren't sure a pipe shop or a smoke shop could make it in a place like Jackson, right? And so they named it something the country squire, uh, something like that, uh, just because they could make it pivot in a direction if they needed to. If uh, you know if they were shunned for selling pipes or um, you know premium tobacco, then they would switch to being a gift shop or uh you know maybe they'd sell hats or fountain pens or whatever you know any kind of widget but or country squire um, cars or or country (laughs) squire you know yeah yeah absolutely so you know it's just uh it was one of those things they needed a uh some some safety net there the you know times were uh economically unstable and they they were trying to be cautious and so they 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 wanted to do a, a pipe shop they wanted to go in that direction but they weren't sure and so um, Mrs. Reeves told me the story one time. She was sitting in bed just doodling, and she was like, what the heck are we doing? We're about to open a smoke shop. And, you know, she told me, the, and I kind of had the image, she's sitting up in bed, and got, the, got her glasses on the end of her nose, and she's doodling, and she and she draws the, the legendary country squire shield, you know, and, and the little pipe that goes into the letter T, which makes the, the word the, mm. and then the little swirl of smoke, and she's like, well... This is it, and that's and that, that that was how the logo and the name was born, and so kind of kind of cool. But um, anyway, so August eleventh of nineteen seventy, the the Country Squire opened, and it you know frankly it it quickly took off and became this uh you know this this real hub for premium tobacco um you know in the southeast and 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 has been uh you know such for for a long time. It's it's been a hub for uh you know people uh you know storytellers, local uh characters, you know, obviously if you've been to the shop before on any given day you've talked to uh you know all kinds of uh saints and scoundrels and everyone else, right? But um <laughs> You know, it's a it's a favorite place for local uh, celebrities to come, kind of kind of muck it up. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked a lot before about folks like uh, you know Willie Morris when he wrote My Dog Skip. He right after he got off the phone with his publisher saying, "Okay, everything's a go." He came out to this shop to to pass out signed copies and things like that. Of course, Jerry Clower, the uh, famous Southern comedian, you know, just uh, always up here uh, holding court. Someone told me today uh, they the the largest wad of hundred dollar bills they'd ever seen in his in their life 
was when they were at this shop uh, in the late 70s, and, and Jerry Clower was trying to make a point, and he pulled this wad of $100 bills <laughs> out of his pocket and said, it's been a good day. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's, uh, it, it's like um, a precursor to the hurricane pretty, right there. <laughs> well, one thing, too, you know, of course, uh, in Mississippi, we always, um, you know, historically and, and in the present also um, are, are well aware of. And that's, you know, that's our uh, our struggle with, um, you know, racial integration over the years, too, um, going back, you know, uh, to the founding of our state, really. And um, one thing the Squire, we, you know, can be really proud of and we are proud of is that we've always kind of uh, been a, a extremely uh, diverse integrated place right and so it's it's you know been this melting pot from the very beginning uh, a place where you've got people of all different kinds of creeds and stripes and uh, you know whatnot coming together and um, and and so you know folks are getting to interact uh, you know with each other very regularly I, I love that about our shop that um, I'd say gosh if, if you had to pin it down we're probably as far as our our local clientele goes, I'd say probably 60-40 white black, which you got to think, okay, going, you know, if that's historically true, you know, going back to the 1970s, of course, you know, things were, they were, you know, just off of things like integration and busing and, um, and everybody you know, knows Mississippi was totally cool with Oh, that we had, yeah, really no, well. no problems at all, right? No, problems no, no, well. no problems at all, yeah. But <laughs> no, it, it's, no great civil rights activists shot, killed, murdered here. Right, right here in town, yeah. You know, and, and, and so it's, Island. but, so you got to think of all the strife that, that, that our state has has gone through and yet at from the very early stages the country squire was a very um just a very safe place for uh for anybody to come you know and and, and so some of our best uh, most uh long-time customers some of the most uh faithful customers that uh were at uh you know mrs reeves funeral when she passed away uh not quite 10 years ago now um, you know, they were they were elderly, now elderly uh, African-Americans that had been shopping here since the early 70s. Isn't that great? Man. You know, it's just you just have that. That's, uh, you know, it, it, they may not have been able to, uh, you know, meet in a lot of different places together, but they could come to the same smoke shop and uh, and be part of the same family. So Man. pretty, pretty cool. Beautiful. By 1975, there were three locations uh, with a fourth uh, location soon to come. Uh, of course, you know, they built the uh, the what used to be the deposit guarantee building in downtown Jackson. I don't know if you remember deposit guarantee bank, but they, uh, when we were growing up, but they, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the tallest building in, in Mississippi at the time was, uh, was the deposit guarantee plaza downtown, which it became the cellular, which South is now, no, now it's, regions? it's, uh, it's regions. Yeah, yeah. Regions now. But I think it was um, cellular South in the interim, if I'm not mistaken, I could be way wrong on that. It may have been at some point. Yeah. I don't know, but it, but anyway, they, you know, Mr. Reeves, he, again, this large, larger than life character, he was like, well, if that's the biggest, you know, building in the city, we, we got to have a store there. And so they, they opened a shop, of course, in the uh, Deposit Guarantee Building downtown. And, this is um, like an entrepreneur after my own heart. It's he, he just, he just really something, you yeah. know. And, and, and of course, uh, you know, it just kind of carried on from there. Premium Tobacco, of course, was a different market then. We've talked about that. The um, You know, as far as the premium tobacco world, Pipes was the uh, pipes were king, right? It, pipes were just, they just were. It was, uh, you know, in, in our market here, I mean, 80% of our business was uh, was pipe-related stuff, and there were no cigar shops yeah. in Jackson until yeah. the until the 90s. Today, you know? that's what pipes were that's then. That's what pipes were yeah, then, yeah. if not more so. Uh, re- really amazing. Um, uh, and, 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 you know, looking at the shop, looking at the space that we're currently in right now, Bo, you can you can see that, right? I mean, if you're, you're a 1970s entrepreneur, you're like, okay, where are we going to put our inventory? 
inventory and our assets. Well, well, they did that. They put it, you know, at the tobacco bar where we're sitting now or, uh, you know, in all these fancy display cases where pipes are, are proudly displayed. Um, the, the cigar humidor is tucked away in the back. It, it, it you know, uh, occupies probably a uh, maybe a thirteenth of the amount of space that we've got here in the shop, kind yeah. of thing, you know. And so um, it's I, just interesting, right? There You've is got, almost a nature to the cigar uh, humidor that is there today. Yeah, I, I don't mean this in you know, any kind of disrespect, but there's almost kind of like an afterthought nature to no, how. No, that's exactly like, right. Size that's exactly. Right. As a matter of fact, so many people, uh, you know, over the years had kind of forgotten the fact that we even sold cigars. And so one of the first things we did uh, when we when we you know when I bought the shop from the from the Reeves family, we actually cut a big hole in the side of the uh, the humidor so and put a window there so people could see uh, that there was there were cigars there. But it's <laughs> you, got, just, you just it's got just sick of answering the question. I like did, I did. <laughs> frankly, you know, people come in like, oh, you don't sell cigars? I'm like, no, they're just right around the corner. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's funny, but um, it, oddly enough, it, it's, it's really cool. Um, of course, this shop uh, has been a proud, um, you know, Fuente, uh, Arturo Fuente dealer from from the very very beginning, and um, and uh, we Carlos Fuente himself actually opened this Fuente account in the early 1970s. That's when uh, you know Cuban cigars had just gone out in the early 60s, and uh, the Fuente company was uh, was a was an old but small company, and they were you know be- they kind of benefited from that uh, Cuban exit of the market. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the Fuente family, they were going through the Southeast trying to, uh, you know, uh, really beat the bushes, you know, trying to really get their name out there and, and take up some of this market that had just disappeared. And so, um, and so Carlos Fuente, he was kind of doing this tour of the Southeast and he, he made a point to come by the country squire here and, uh, and, and pedal his wares. Right. And, and before you knew it, we were, uh, you know, one of their leading Fuente accounts here in this region. And, um, you know, even as cigars dwindled over the years, um, you know, in, in our shop anyway, uh, you could always count on getting a, uh, a, a really good selection of Fuentes here at hmm. the country squire. Wow. So, so kind of cool. Anyway, on and on, you know, the, uh, they, they had all kinds of events here at the shop that were at that time pipe related right the um you know different uh you know trunk shows and and whatnot would come through much like you'll see today with our friends at Briarworks coming through or um you know dunhill or anything they had a lot of that that same spirit come around and you know you know it was one of those uh things that they just took a lot of pride in so uh this was a sheraton shop of course i'm smoking my sheraton tonight and we sold uh, a lot of those and carried on um you know until that until that company kind of met its uh met its demise but you know in the early 80s of course we had the easter flood which uh you know sunk the whole shop in water and uh, of course that was a real trying time for us and then uh in 1981 uh mr reeves passed away uh he, he died of a heart attack uh in a, at an early age and uh and and this shop until uh, 2016 was run by a woman, and and that was really always fascinating to me that a that a real uh, gentleman focused, uh, sophisticated Southern smoke shop was was female led for that long. Uh, that's um, true, th- there's right? something about that that's pretty special. I mean, you think yeah. pipe smoking in the 80s? I mean, like that's that's the manly man. You know, yeah. Rah, rah, rah. No, and, exactly. Uh, and here was Miss Reeves here behind the ha- the counter holding all, it down all ninety pounds yeah. of her. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was and, just and you know, to, one to, of those things. To this day, you know, it's interesting just thinking about uh, people that I've run into, I've had discussions with about. Yeah, you know, I do a podcast. Or I do a podcast to what I do on for the Country Squire. Yeah, like wait, Country Squire. And Jackson, that Lakeland? place is still open. It's like, you know, it's like <laughs> I used to go to. I remember there was this lady back there, and it's like, yeah, yeah, Miss Reeves. She's like, I, 
she she's doing a podcast like now she's she's passed. <laughs> it's, like, it's always kind of interesting because everybody has these stories. She she left such an impression as did her husband. Like they were just yeah. a powerhouse of a family That's in right. the community. That's right, and 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 were for a really really long time. It was something. Um, you know, and that's something that just kind of uh, cemented their legacy here in the Jackson area. You know, it was uh, uh, a place where folks always knew they could come and, uh, you know, get away from it all, but also, you know, come in a time of need. So um, a pretty, pretty, pretty great little story. As as the premium market changed, right, we had to, um, you know, in the 90s, of course, the cigar boom hit and we had all these, uh, you know, cigar shops popping up. Of course, you know, the Country Squire has always sold cigars. We love cigars, but, um, but you know, the... The, the 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 shop had trouble kind of catching up and like you know maintaining momentum in that in that side of the industry i mean you can see that even from our physical layout today as we discussed our our humidor is just kind of small uh we did try we had the first uh cigar event here in mississippi uh back in the late 90s and uh, that was at the old iron horse grill uh, before it burned down really? in downtown jackson that was oh, hosted wow. uh hosted by our shop you know it just kind of had trouble competing and and, and and what's interesting, and I, I love this. It was part of uh, it was a it was a tough season for the shop, but it also uh, really proved a lot about this shop. Is that the Country Squire never gave up on its uh, pipe centric focus? You know, even through the even through the nineties um, and on into the two thousands, this pipe this this shop has always primarily been a pipe shop. And even to this day, if you talk to folks in the industry, um, that people marvel that you know our our little uh, our little dusty old pipe shop we are uh you know one of the few uh in the nation that still does over 50 percent of its business hmm. in in pipes and pipe tobacco which is which is just awesome and we're, we're really thankful for so anyway so you know as as uh you know pipe sales kind of began to shrink and and also family members uh either uh grew up and moved on did their own thing or or, or died off um, you know, the, they kind of consolidated the, uh, the, the store to its original location, which is here at, uh, at the quarter on Lakeland Drive. You know, it's funny, Jackson, if you talk to any of these cigar reps that come through here, they always laugh because, you know, g- generally they're from other areas like uh, Nashville or Atlanta or Dallas. And, uh, and, and, but, you know, and so they come from these big markets, but they always laugh at Jackson because, because we had this really um, kind of drama queen uh, tobacco culture here in Jackson when it comes to the cigar stuff. So, so uh, all these cigar shops that are around Jackson, there's all this like infighting and like <laughs> hatred with one another and like backstabbing and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And, 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 and it's just always this really funny, dramatic, like soap opera kind of thing within the premium tobacco culture here in Jackson. But for all these years, the country squire has just been over here tucked away just like switzerland just hanging out <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 what's funny is a lot of those shops you know um uh, you know to just frankly to say uh you know have come and gone and our uh, our dusty old smoke shop is just uh, is just still here Man. so yeah pretty pretty special but um again uh, mrs reeves hired me of course in 2011 and uh, a little before that we started to see kind of an uptick and in, in business and um you know as just we've kind of engaged uh, with everything, we've seen a real renaissance in pipe smoking. And so, of course, our, uh, you know, our shop has benefited from that, like other smoke shops have as well. And, um, and, and you know, I, I guess I want to close on this. Like, uh, you know, there, there's, I, I hear constantly the countless stories of people that walk through 
the door and and just talk about how much they love uh, an institution like this. You know, coming in here and uh, you know it, it, chatting with people that you'd never talk to on the street, but uh, but gosh, you're smoking the same tobacco, and that's just that's just cool. You know, <laughs> um, it, there's something to be said about about a place like this. You know, we talk often about that. You know, if you light up a pipe or a cigar with someone. Uh, they can, you know, they'll tell you whatever you want to know. And, and, and that's really true. You know, this shop has been a real, um, a real part of my own growth. I'll never remember, I'll never forget when Mrs. Reeves hired me. Um, it was back in a season where I was just uh, really, really suffering greatly, uh, emotionally and spiritually and otherwise. And, um, and, and here, this little 89-year-old woman, she, uh, she befriended me and, and led me and worked with me and mentored me and uh, encouraged me, and she was um, she was just a real light in a very dark uh, time in my life, and um, and so this shop uh, is is kind of a part of my story in that way. Uh, you know, I I feel like I gained a lot of uh, sense of integrity here. Uh, you know, when when you get to uh, you have a lot of insecurity as a young man, and you know you uh, that has dealt with a lot of your own demons. You know, and you I finally got to the point where you know I'm I'm going to try to I'm going to try to be authentic. I'm going to try to be myself and, and really trust other people with, uh, with my story and with who I am and see, you know, see how that feels. And, um, a lot of those first steps, a lot of those first attempts to really, uh, truly be myself happen right here in this shop Mm. Mm. and, uh, and happen with, uh, you know, people like you and others, uh, you know, here over a, over a warm cup of coffee and, uh, and a pipe, you know, and, uh, and, and that's, that's pretty special. So I, you know, I owe a lot to Mrs. Reeves, uh, who hired me, uh, owe a lot to her daughter, Kim. Um, and, uh, of course met my wife, uh, here in this shop, uh, right over there actually. And our first <laughs> kiss was actually five feet out that door Ooh. right there. Um, is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's in right. fact, their first child was never mind. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, you know, it's just, it's just, maybe it's just, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. It's just funny, you know. It's uh, it, it's it's neat. Of course, uh, you know, our our dear friend Briar, he met his wife in the shop. Yeah. Other folks have too. We've had people that uh, have become business partners or roommates or, uh, gosh, any other host of uh, relationships <laughs> have developed relationship in the shop. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's just it's so funny, man. And um, anyway, we're um we're very thankful. You know, it's uh, it, it's it's someone was marveling uh just today. You know, they said, gosh, us in you know Central Mississippi, we're just lucky to have. Um, an institution like this, you know, because it's it's just rare. You know, you, you go now Memphis doesn't have a real, uh, you know, pipe shop. Uh, you know, the New Orleans has several great cigar shops, but, you know, no, not really a pipe shop to speak of. You've got uh, Atlanta. You know, they've got a bunch of smoke shops, but I, I don't know of a pipe a real pipe centric shop in Atlanta. It's just, uh, you know, and, and here we are in, uh, in the, in the, the depths of, uh, you know, quiet little, little Mississippi. And, uh, and, and we've got this, uh, this great story to tell. And so we're very thankful for it. We hope we, you know, we'll be a good steward of it. And, uh, and gosh, it's, uh, this space, it's going to be hard to, hard to give up, but we're, um, we, we hope we do it well in the future and are going to, uh, going to try to carry his spirit forward yeah and you know it's a beautiful thing too because no matter where the shop is uh you know the spirit of the reeves and and the work that they did and generating this this community this business will always live on no matter the location um but one thing that was really beautiful we mentioned this at the top of the show but uh at the at the last shindig here 
uh, not only were uh, you know the the uh, Mrs. Reeves' uh, children present, but also her grandchildren. All those well. grandchildren too. Yeah, right. And just which uh, you know, if you came in the shop, you know, fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, uh, it was very likely that your you know pound of Cherokee was going to get weighed up by an eight year old. <laughs> <laughs> You know, which I love, and I and and even even thinking about down the road, even though our you know society's changed and everything, it's like, man, I I want my eight year old son to weigh up tobacco in my shop. You know, I, I want him up here blending pipe tobacco. You know, and 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 hanging out, and you know, uh, you know, kind of getting to experience what it's like in this kind of environment. And um, man, it's just beautiful. You know, and yeah. I um I, I'm very um, you know, I, we've done a lot of work here, obviously, and, uh, you know, folks are, have been very generous and kind to us, you know, as you and I have, uh, have been here and, um, and, and worked hard at the Squire and, and on CSR, but, you know, we, we owe a lot to, uh, the stuff in the past. And, and frankly, I, I kind of feel like we're just caretakers and whoever is the next person that comes along, they'll, uh, they'll be the next guy. Mm, and, uh, good. and so we're just filling the, filling the, the shoes while we're here and, and keeping the, making sure the lamp stays lit while we're here. And, um, <laughs> someday there will be someone else, but, uh, while we're here, we're going to be, we're going to be really, uh, thankful. You yeah. know, I, I'm thinking right now about, uh, somebody who, who might be listening to this, this podcast for the first time, and this is their first episode. And my guess is they probably turned it off by now. <laughs> because this is, yeah, they may have. Yeah. yeah I, I, I am always trying to be, I thought this was about like pipe smoking. Right. Or something. Exactly. Right. I, I try to be cognizant of the fact that every single episode is somebody's first. Um, but but if if this is your first episode and you made it this long, welcome. Uh, this is this has always been a very special podcast because it's. I think from day one, I don't even think I know from day one. Our goal has been to bring the spirit of what the shop has been to to yeah. to the masses. It, it, yeah. Our, our initial con- concept was to bring it to the. Uh, people that that are already kind of part of this community, kind of give them something to take with them, and uh, and kind yeah. of bring them back to the shop, even when they're not necessarily here. But what we found pretty quickly is that so many of you resonate with wanting a special place like this. So and and brick I, and mortar's tied to this audio. Gosh, you nailed it, man. I you know, and I I guess that occasionally is lost on me. Of course, we you know we've been doing this what four. Pushing five, four, almost five <laughs> years now, you know, and like, and, and, and we've kind of developed it, you know, we're just this kind of, uh, you know, casual, uh, warm, corny, campy, uh, but, you know, fun kind of professional, well, professional, <laughs> but, you know, we're just this kind of, you know, this, uh, this, this soft spoken couple, you know, of, of, uh, of guys that just, uh, you know, are, are interested in pipes and love premium tobacco, but also, um, you know, are, um, you know, are, are just interested in people, you know, and, and that's, that's the spirit of this shop. You know, that's this, uh, this podcast in some ways I think really does exemplify, um, what, what the country squire is. And so, um, you know, what, what you're getting on, on air here is real authentic (laughs) warts and all. (laughs) And, uh, and, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not for everybody, but it's, uh, but but it, it does serve a lot of people and um, and we're thankful for that and yeah. we're glad we get to do uh, just just give you a little glimmer uh, across the world of uh, of what it's like to have a have a shop like this in your backyard. That's good, man. Yeah, and the future is bright because of course yeah. uh, taking this exact same spirit and energy and, and moving it next door. But I can't do that without paying homage to what has come before. That's always been the spirit of the the show, the shop, and honestly the spirit of pipe culture in general. Um, you know, the Country Squire has always been a name that everybody knows that that is 
into the pipe culture, that yeah. wants to represent pipe culture, do uh, what's right for the pipe culture. But there, there's other great companies out there as well. And and, and we support those great companies. We do. And, and we're they, proud to. And they support us, and they we're do. proud that they do. And, of course, <laughs> I'm talking about our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. That's right. Of course, for the folks at Missouri Meerschaum, there's no uh, greater supporter of pipe smoking historically in the United States. And, um, gosh, we just love what they do. And uh, it, there's no more appropriate pipe uh, oh, yes, for the sir. country squire than, country gentleman. than the country gentleman. And, and for, of course, from my money, this is like the best Missouri Meerschaum pipe. I probably shouldn't yeah. say that, but I'm just telling you, like it yeah, is. Yeah, I, I, you know, there, there's a reason we sell a lot of them. It, it's a, it's a, it's a chunkier pipe, yes, but it's sir. one of those that, uh, you know, folks look back on. Man, if that's a, if that's a 1970s corn cob pipe, that, that's, that's what you're looking at right there. Is mm-hmm. a, is a country gentleman. Of course, they, uh, you know, have a really large, generous bowl. Uh, it's kind of a, um, kind of a nice curved bowl, which, uh, you know, it feels good in your hand. And uh, of course, it's a long black stem. It comes in a, uh, in a straight and a bent variety. And uh, it's just a great pipe with the classic uh, brown uh, sanded finish. And so uh, just a just a really sharp pipe. It's one of those that uh, if you are looking for a corncob pipe that uh, will, will maintain your dapper appearance and, uh, and, and really has a nice uh, sense of sophistication as well as a, a hometown feel, uh, down-to-earth down feel, uh, the Country Gentleman is the pipe for you. And uh, we think it fits our shop very very well absolutely so if you've got a uh, country gentleman smoke it uh in honor of uh, the country squire and of course it's take a picture tweet it in it's a great way to let the good folks at missouri meersham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but mini health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. Pipe question of the week this week comes in from Corey Chaplin. Chaplin Corey. Or Chaplin Corey. I think I think he prefers yeah. Chaplin Corey. Yeah, yeah. He says, hey guys, I'm beginning to think about my next pipe purchase. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, he says, I'm curious about that sweet spot between too cheap and too fancy. Uh, what makes an expensive pipe better, and what uh, what is the price point at which the higher price brings beauty and form, but not necessarily greater function? Finally, any re- recommendations on a church warden pipe? Again, that's from Chaplain 
Corey. So he's asking a great question here. He's trying to find that sweet spot. It's a great question. He doesn't want to just buy a cheapo pipe. He wants. He's willing to spend some money to get good quality, but he doesn't want to go over and above if it doesn't mean good quality. And he's just going for like, you know, look at me. Yeah, it's um, it it is one of those things. Of course, people are like, you know, how is this uh, you know, hundred and fifty dollar pipe different from a fifty dollar pipe? And uh, you know, am I really getting something special if I'm buying a uh, you know, a six hundred dollar pipe? You know, that's been hand carved and all this other stuff and um, well you know the answer is there there is a a benefit typically to buying a more expensive pipe but I think there is a sliding scale to this and um, it, you, you bring up a great question so like what makes the expensive pipe better well I've always seen you know personally I'd love to see other other professionals in this industry kind of um, give their opinion but I've always seen kind of a drop off in the improvement after you hit about two hundred dollars, like there, in other words, there's a there's a big difference. Interesting. Okay. There's a big difference between a forty dollar pipe and a hundred and fifty dollar pipe. Every single pipe carver that's got something on the market right now for like two tens, like no, John David. I know, right, right. No, exactly, exactly. One ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, it, it, it's it's um, it, it, you know, there's a huge difference between a um between a um. And of course, we're talking in generalities here, but there's oh, yeah, there's a hu- there's a huge difference between a uh, you know a forty dollar pipe and a hundred and sixty dollar pipe, right? Your uh, your main you know your big time uh, pipe manufacturers, folks like Savinelli and Stanwell and Peterson and all the all the usual suspects, they're gonna um, they're gonna spend more time. Uh, you know, aging their briar, caring for it, uh, selecting uh, quality grain, um, you know, and all these other things. Uh, and and so you'll see a bigger uh, variance kind of in that strata there. You know, the uh, a $40 pipe, the, um, you know, the quality of the grain and, and the amount that it was aged, whether the uh, grain was uh, forcibly aged or, uh, you know, let to air dry in a barn in northern Italy or something like that. You know, so there's a, there's a difference. Here and so uh, you'll see that more once you get and again broad brushstrokes, but I, I feel like in my own professional uh, you know experience, once you get kind of over that two hundred two hundred and fifty dollar range, uh, you, you start to see uh, certainly pipes that are finer and also that smoke better. Um, but I think it's much much less dramatic, and and I think a lot of what you're paying for at that point uh, is just ex- extreme precision in very uh, minor things, like incredible I- extreme uh, precision in things like drilling and uh, the the grain uh, placement on you know how a pipe is carved, or uh, you know the stem work is just exquisite. It's over the top, amazing on how you know precise the stem work is and and fine and uh, you know all this kind of stuff, and so um, th- those things do make a better pipe. They make a better smoking pipe, a better experience. But um, but you know it, it that it, it it's it's much less of a uh, of a of a step at that point. Mm. So if you're looking for your first uh, you know good good pipe that um, you know is gonna um, you know maybe you've been a you know a basket pipe smoker or something. You're like I want to kind of step it up a little bit and, and get a pipe that nothing wrong with that. Um, and, and that's right. A lot of us got started with those basket. That's pipes. exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly right. And and you know so and, you know I want to smoke something that you know it's a little more premium. Something I know that hey I'm, I'm going to experience a difference when I smoke this pipe. Um, you know I'd I'd point you to a 
um, I'd point you to a Bing's favorite from Savinelli. You know, I'd I'd, I'd point you to um, a uh, Hans Christian Ander- Anderson uh, uh, church warden from Stanwell. You know, I'd I'd, I'd point you to a um, you know Aaron pipe from from Peterson or something like that. Something that uh, you know is from a reputable manufacturer that you know where you just know those folks have taken a little more time to. Uh, to care for their briar, uh, they've getting they've gotten some better picks of, of the wood than other folks have, and uh, and the, and the the quality of the uh, the drilling and the precision there is just a little a little better than uh, than what you'd see otherwise. So um, I think that's a good uh, a good place to start. That's yeah. good. You know, yeah. I, we've talked about it before, like we've had episodes on it before, but it, it might be time to revisit the topic of form versus function as kind of like a pipe smoking one on one. Yeah, sure. Uh, at some point, so yeah, that, that might that might spark a deep deeper dive in the future. You know, uh, Briarworks pipes. Golly, I mean, you, you know, you you pick up a hundred and thirty dollar Briarworks pipe, and man, that's a that's a good pipe. That's mm-hmm. a darn good pipe, man. I mean, there, there's so many. Uh, so many great, great pipes there that you could smoke. A Nirup, uh, excellent value. Nording, excellent value. You know, one, once you get to some of those those pipe brands, they're uh, kind of mid-grade uh, flagship lines within those brands. Uh, that's that's kind of where you want to be. And if you if you can uh, smoke those pipes and and really get into them, you'll you'll come to know what a good pipe really smokes like. Yeah, yeah. there's there's a Briarworks pipe in particular that I really really want. Yeah, but like I don't think I can pull it off. That's all I'll say about it. Because I like every single time I look at like their suite of pipes, there's just one that my eye always goes to, and I'm like, I wish I could pull this. Off. <laughs> I don't think I can. Because you know, you got to some extent, like the the, the forum goes into. No, it's, it does. You know? It does. That's why you know we we've always in the shop. People laugh at us, but uh, here in the Country Squire, whenever you are shopping for a pipe, uh, we always tell pipe shoppers that there is a mirror in the shop, and the <laughs> and the mirror is so that you can go look at in the mirror uh, at yourself holding your uh, prospective pipe, uh, just because. Uh, you know, when you try on a jacket, you want to see how it looks, and when you try on your pipe, you want to see how it looks. Absolutely. Yeah, that well, was good stuff. A <laughs> great question, Chaplin. Thank you so much for sending that into us. I'm guessing Chaplin is his profession. Yeah, I would think so. I'm just going to throw that yeah. out. Um, and hey, if you got a pipe question of the week, send it into us. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. I like how you timed the lighting right when I said dot com. <clears throat> totally intentionally. Right, right. Yeah, it does. It really I'm good. sure I messed something up, right? No, no, not right. at all. It was, it was, <laughs> it's cool. It added to it added to the effect. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire questions. All right, man. Quick fire questions brought to us by the Ten Society. More on them in just a moment. Uh, these are actually written in by listener Chase Abels. Okay. Chase has got these are they're not necessarily a theme. This is like classic squire, you okay. know, quick fire squire. Okay, great. Yeah, all Chase right. actually came all the way up from Lafayette uh, to in, to join us for the uh, the final shindig. Yeah, the that's last, right. The last shindig. Oh yeah, yeah. and, and Chase sure has, Chase has come up from time to time. If I'm he mistaken. had come yeah. up for the slow smoke competitions and yeah. I mean, he's a longtime friend of the shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm so bad with names and faces, but somehow when you said Chase and Lafayette, that clicked with me. I was yeah, like, oh, you, I remember. You knew exactly your word. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> all right, ready? Yep. Cars or trucks. Cars. Absolutely cars. I aspire to be a truck guy. I, I own a pickup truck now. Oh, well, good I, to know. Yeah, I, I, I do. I own one. Uh, <laughs> you, but, you're but, comfortable broadcasting this. I, I am. All but, right, so but, next but, time but, you're yeah, moving, a, this is yeah. your guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, did I say I own a pickup truck? Right. I mean, I own a Tonka truck. Right. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 uh, yeah, no, cars, I mean, trucks, it is, you know, there, there's a, there's a uh, you know, obviously we're there's here. a utility. 
we're here in Mississippi. That beyond the utility, there's just like a there's like a general like uh, uh, culture factor. Yeah, well, you're a dude, being, right? Oh, you, on a truck. right? Well, I mean, when you kill your deer, you got it. You're not gonna put it in the back of your camera. That's right. That's right. right. We don't. We don't even. You know, we don't even need our rifle to kill the deers. We just like just hit on that gas. You take them right there. You bring it back. You put it up on your uh, on on your mantle right there. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just lacked it. Cause never mind. Anyway. <laughs> I drove a truck one time, uh, briefly after a car wreck, and uh, it was a. Uh, what do you Did call you have it? a truck wreck? <laughs> well, no. What's the you know the car rental place? I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, they they set me up with a truck, and it was like a like big monster truck, not a monster truck, but like like huge. Like I had to climb up to get into it. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it was probably an F one fifty. I am but. too small <laughs> to be driving this truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're short guys. Yeah, we're short dudes. If yeah. you're driving that kind well, of no, truck, you buy that kind of truck to compensate. Exactly. You know? Right. Exactly. For your right. intelligence. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Ready? Curtain yep. or blinds? Curtain. Curtains are classier. Curtains for you. Curtains. Yeah, I'm going to go with curtains as well. Definitely classier. Uh, Marvel or DC Comics? You won't know what that means. Uh, I. Uh, Let me I, put it this way. I like marveling, yeah. so I'll marvel. Marvel, Spider-Man, DC, Superman. Is that better? Uh, marvel. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, for me, it really depends on the storyline or the character. If we're specifically talking comics, obviously movie, it's no competition. Marvel's killing it. Um, so it really, yeah, it just depends. I mean, this yeah, some, this you have some, to pick one. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I might go with DC. Now, again, movies, Marvel all the way. But, like, DC has some amazing various comic book runs. And even after they totally screwed up their continuity, they, they've still done some pretty creative things and... Yeah, DC. I'm gonna go with DC. Uh, barbecue and tobacco, or breakfast and tobacco, specifically for a pairing episode. Jeez, like in in some alternate universe, if you ever would pair food uh, with with pipe tobacco on a podcast of all things. Yeah, yeah, an alternate uh, universe where the future is now. Yes, that's that's r- right. right. <laughs> I, you know, between the two, I'd probably go barbecue. Yeah, I, I don't. I'd, I'd probably go barbecue. I, you know, actually, I'm smoking this English blend uh, tonight. This Cornishman. Uh, and uh, man, it's so so good. It always, you know, a lot of folks they kind of lose that initial uh, thought. But it, English blends remind you of barbecue. You know, you got that smoky, rich kind of uh, charcoal flavor. It's uh, it does. It kind of reminds you of barbecue. Yeah, it does. We're winning them over, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go barbecue. Although that being said, I hadn't considered breakfast and tobacco pairing. Perhaps barbecue is just the gateway squire select to what we could do in the future. Well, you never know. There Let's, might be a place for bacon. Like if I've learned something with John David, you can't push it. You get baby steps. That's right. Baby steps. That's Let's right. Get that barbecue. <laughs> uh, and then finally, movies or books? Uh, books, but by hair. No, actually, by a mile. What am I talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love books. Yeah, I'm a book reader. I mean, you. I don't watch movies, but you like classic movies. Like you're, you're yeah, I mean, versed in the classics. Well, but you I'm are a, more of a book. guy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a book guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm a. Obviously, I, I consume far more movies than I do books, which is probably again intelligence compensation. I like the idea of books, and I do read books. It just literally takes me like two years to finish one book. Uh, all right, so those are the quickfire questions from Chase Abels. Again, quickfire questions brought to us by the Ten Society. Now, the Ten Society, for those unfamiliar, is an awesome online service where you can get pipe tobacco delivered to your door on a monthly basis. What, you might say? Yes, various tobaccos brought to you to expand your palate. Uh, you know, this, we're, we're in a day and age where everything's on demand, yeah, right? Yeah, no, that's right. And, and we've actually gone beyond that because it's not just I click a button and it's here. Now it's I didn't even have to click the button. 
It's just here. And it's curated for you. Exactly. That's what I love about it. You're going to get a great selection of really popular tobaccos, obscure stuff, and also mainstream stuff, things that are, uh, you know, all over the map as far as historically, uh, you know, very uh, important tobaccos for our for our world, but also things that are new and cutting edge. And uh, the folks at the Tin Society really push all of that, and they give you a great uh, bird's eye view of what it's like to, to be a tobacco enthusiast. And so you're going to get all kinds of different samples uh, each month, enough to smoke several bowls of each kind just so you get a really good understanding of what it's like. And you never know, you might find a new favorite that uh, that you'll wind up stocking up on uh, there in the future. And, and and you get to learn that you like that tobacco without having to purchase a whole uh, a whole tin of it. And so uh, just a great opportunity to really see what's out there. So uh, it, the folks at the Tin Society do a good job. If you go to tinsociety.com, uh, sign up for the service and use the code SQUIRE. Uh, you'll get 20% off your first month's service. And uh, again, that's tinsociety.com. If you uh, talk to those guys, mention that you heard us, uh, heard about them on the Country Squire Radio, and uh, we would appreciate it greatly. Thanks so much to them for supporting our show. All right, man. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback this week. Uh, let's see. We've got, we actually got a bunch of listener feedback in this week. Uh, let's go with the first one. Daniel from Des Moines. Ah. Also pronounced Des Moines, I believe. <laughs> it is Des Moines. That's yeah. unfortunate. Daniel from Des Moines. Uh, brothers, I just wanted to tell you how much I truly enjoy the Country Squire radio broadcast. Uh, I've recently reinvigorated my love of pipe smoking. And with many of my guilty pleasures, I tend to go full tilt. Uh, so I spent easily three back-to-back episodes listening to CSR each evening, uh, even enjoying repeating uh, many of them Wow! Uh, while I smoke a few or several pipes. Uh, I learned so much. I enjoy your banter, the feedback, and the quick fire with the Squire bits. I love those. Uh, as a personal side note, I wanted to share something with you. Our family has recently gone through a very difficult time. Your podcast has honestly been a highlight of my day. Uh, each evening, I can't wait to sit down on the deck, light the first pipe, and listen to CSR. It's been a beacon of light during a dark time. Uh, my kids hear me chuckle and laugh and comment on it with joy. Uh, I can't thank you, lads, enough for what you do. Uh, you've also lifted my spirits uh, during the time uh, they need it. Uh, blessings to you all, prosperity and success as well, and thank you. Yours in Christ, Daniel from Des Moines. Uh, Daniel, what a man, that is... Um, there's probably no higher praise than uh, than that, man. We're glad. Uh, gosh, I, we we hope you we hope we point you to uh, good tobaccos you love. We hope we you you learn things about uh, you know pipe culture and and pipes. But uh, man, it, we um, we stay in this uh, in this business and uh, and doing this podcast because uh, because we get to meet people like you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, man, that's great, brother. Well, and Daniel, I'll, I'll tell you, man. I remember when I moved from Jackson to Memphis uh, several several well over a decade ago. Um, I remember it was a, it was a really kind of lonely time in my life. Uh, I just got married, so it was a great time with my wife. Uh, but, but beyond that, you know, I didn't really have any kind of new, new friendships. And the only thing that really carried over was the podcast that I listened to. Yeah. And I remember yeah. in those early days, just recognizing the, the relationship that ends up developing when you're listening to a podcast, when you've got kind of these shared interests and that sort of thing, uh, being just this very powerful thing and something that really helped me get through that kind of time as well. 
And so anyway, all, all that to say, like, you know, I, we really, really appreciate that feedback. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, you know, we've always looked at this podcast as, as uh, something of a relationship between us and y'all. Um, and so just anyway, all that to say, man, yeah. we're so, we're so honored that you brought us along with you through that, through that time. And if we were able yeah. to provide some, some joy, knowledge, guidance, whatever it may be, uh, man, what a, what a great blessing. So thank, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. We also got Charlie Gill, Gillis, Charlie Gillis, Charlie Gillis. Yeah. He says, I found your podcast after picking up a pipe for the first time this past April. Uh, so I'm working through the older episodes as time allows. Last night, I listened to a Squire Select episode from from 2016, uh, where one of the whiskeys you reviewed was Border Straight Bourbon. Uh, when I heard John David say the name, I thought, holy crap, that's my local distillery. <laughs> I live about 20 minutes away from the 45th Parallel uh, Distillery and have been able uh, to enjoy both the bourbon and the vodka. Uh, being in Wisconsin... I never thought I would hear something so local being talked about elsewhere in the country, uh, let alone on a podcast from Mississippi. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a point uh, to this other than to let you know uh, you now have a loyal listener in western Wisconsin. So keep up the good work. Uh, Thanks, Charlie Gillis. Uh, Charlie, man, that's awesome, dude. You just just never know what you're going to find on the old old interwebs. And, uh, man, we're we're thankful. The power of the Squire Select. Just that, that that interstate... International Wisconsin. It's basically a whole another country. It, there's this breakdown <laughs> of barriers. The the universal connection. It can't be just contained to the bourbon. Could you imagine somebody out there right now in Nowheresville, Tennessee, which is probably a thing, is sitting back and enjoying some of their local hometown barbecue. They're enjoying that sauce, and they're listening to Country Squire Radio You're thinking, 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 thinking <laughs> I wish I had that kind of connection with this uh, um, uh, uh, amazing podcast from Mississippi. If only they would validate our barbecue. That's what they're thinking in Tennessee. Now, obviously, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, not Memphis, mind you. My Memphis doesn't need any validation. But the rest of everybody else in Tennessee. No, that's right. That's what they're feeling. <sighs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I tell you what, we, we, we had so much in and we're kind of pushed up, Ty. So we'll save the rest of the feedback for next week. But uh, but thank y'all so much for, for writing in, sending those thoughts. Yeah, and stories. golly, it's so great. You know, I'm in this uh, kind of, um, you know, pensive mode where I'm thinking about the uh, the past of our shop and how much it means to me and, uh, you know, it just being extra thoughtful. And, of course, you guys are, uh, you know, adding adding it on here and, uh, you know, just letting us know why we keep doing what we do. And uh, we're, we're very grateful. Yeah, man, we got some uh, some great kind of thoughts and, and pictures that people have been tweeting in tonight from uh, their their pipe pilgrimage that they've made to this current shop. Uh, we've been retweeting those out, so be sure to t- check Twitter for them. I want to share something that, of course, an uh, extremely good friend of the show, uh, Brian Levine, tweeted. And he says, the soul of a shop is in the people, both the ones that work there and the ones that shop. You got that covered. The atmosphere is the actual shop. Just bring some of the old dust into the new spot, and you will be good to go. And I think uh, Brian awesome. is absolutely yeah. correct. Thanks, Brian. And yeah. uh, trust trust us. John David is far too dirty a person to leave all the dust behind. Foul, really. F- Just filthy. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming over. So. We're bringing it. Yeah. Uh, man, but uh, but man, what a what a what a great chance to kind of uh, honor the place that we've been that we've been for so very long. Now, of course, uh, this is the last live broadcast 
from this shop. That's right. And uh, while we would love next week to, to, to broadcast from the new location, yep. uh, there is a moat around uh, the, the shop right now. They have dug up all the areas. John David has been meticulously telling him he's not moving into that shop until they dig up the earth, literally the earth <laughs> underneath. That's what I think about whenever I see the big hole uh-huh. in front of it. <laughs> the craters in yeah. front of the shop, right? But anyway, so it's going to be a process moving on over. So for the next couple of weeks, things are going to be a little bit different. We will publish out to Twitter and Facebook with um, when the broadcast times yeah, are going to be. Yeah, broadcast time. So, you know, if we uh, meet, you know, at a, at a time other than now, we'll, uh, you know, give you the opportunity to, to join along with us. That's yes. absolutely right. So if it's a little wonky over the next couple of weeks, that's why. Don't think that the live show is going away. That's not the case. But just give us a little bit of grace as we kind of transition into the new place. Now, that being said, that is strictly the live show. Uh, those of you who, who just tune in for the podcast, you will experience no change. No change. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll be, a, yeah. be about the same. I say that. I don't know what the acoustics are yet in the new place. Nah. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll find out. That just occurred to me. <laughs> we will definitely find out, but uh, we'd love for you to find out with us. One way or the other, you can tune in uh, to the uh, podcast. When we do broadcast, we do it from the YouTube channel. You can find links to that at countrysquireradio.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. And of course, the show's handle is at Squire Radio. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Country Squire Radio. All that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Again, over the next couple of weeks, following us on social media is going to be important. As we get new information, we will share that with you in terms of what the plans are for the uh, broadcast. Um, big shout out, by the way, to everybody who was tuning in tonight. This was a special one, guys. Uh, we're really, really honored and glad to have you with us for this special episode of Country Squire Radio. Yeah. Well, man, all right. I feel like I should spill something one more time. No, or... please don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> consider pouring some out. <laughs> Quote that's, unquote. <laughs> that's the problem. You know, it, we, we always talk about on this uh, dirty old shop. It's like, man, you, you got to be careful. If you spill something, you'll leave a clean spot. And, and, and like now, I mean, we can't say that anymore, you know? So we, no, I don't yeah. know. We, we got to bring, we got to bring some of that patina with us over to the, uh, to the new, uh, the new dig. I don't know, man. Your new crew has been spot cleaning everything. I always feel like I'm yeah. dirtying the place up whenever I walk in. Uh, you, so dirt, nice. you dirty everything up. Uh, likewise. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Let's, let's go have a night. See you, brother. been listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.